Blame J Podcast, Episode 2, Season 3. Yeah. So, today is January 27th, 2020. Today is the day after the world lost one of our greatest sports icons, one of our greatest black men, one of our greatest humanitarian Americans, one of the the, the, the personification of hard work and, rel- and relentlessness, Mr. Kobe Dean Bryant. So, I, like myself, when I heard Kobe passed away in a tragic helicopter accident, I, like a bunch of you, was in complete shock. You know, I was in complete shock. I was in complete just, you know, of... It didn't seem real. It didn't seem like it was true. It didn't seem like something that was even possible. You know, like Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter accident. It just seemed far-fetched, you know. And so it didn't quite hit me. So once it did, I, I, I started getting texts from friends and people who I know are pure Kobe fans. They love Kobe. Love Kobe is playing. Love Kobe now. Just really just die-hard Kobe fans, I can see in the text and our conversations how how hard they were taking it. And I started to think back, like, man, um, do I love Kobe Bryant this much? Do I, do I, do I, like, why am I not taking this as hard as, you know, you know, guys I know who are really diehard fans is because I'm not a diehard fan of Kobe Bryant's. So then, as the day went on, um, you know, and just seeing online and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it was just everywhere, 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 ESPN. Um, I started thinking about why I'm why I wasn't a Kobe Bryant fan growing up. So it takes me back to 1997. That's what the draft Kobe came out in. And I'm from the area, Kobe, everybody knows, went to Lower Marion. So that's like in this, you know, I'm from Camden, same area. So you heard, you know, we seen him on TV. He took Moesha, he took Brandy to the prom. So we seen like this guy's, you know, this guy's a big deal. Immediately seeing Kobe Bryant on TV, I didn't like it. One, I was an all-the-way Allen Iverson fan. I'm an AI guy. His story was just, was better. You know, he grew up, like I grew up, he grew up in, in hard circumstances. He grew up with a single-parent mother. He, 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 he from the hood. And you just want to see him win. You know, he was he was wrongfully accused. They sent him to jail. He overcame all that. He went to Georgetown, dropping 24 a game. It was just like AI was my guy. And I didn't anybody, I didn't want to hear about anybody else. 
I'm a Sixers fan. We were trash. We had the number one pick that year. We already had Jerry Stackhouse. AI is definitely coming to the Sixers. I don't care about Kobe Bryant. Now, what I realized why I didn't like Kobe Bryant was because he just seemed like a guy that he had no choice but to him going to the NBA was, of course, it was like, of course you're going to the NBA. You know, your father played in the NBA. You grew up in affluent neighborhoods all over the world. You had the best coaches, the best schools. Of course you're going to the NBA. It's just the natural progression of your life. He seemed to me, as the younger me, a guy that was just giving everything. Spoon-fed everything, giving, giving, giving everything. And it just seemed like he didn't he didn't have to he don't know what it's like to play ball on a on a court where it could possibly be a drive by or anything could go down. You know what I'm saying? And it just seemed like to me the lifestyle I was living and the life I was in and the way I grew up, it was miles away from how Kobe Bryant grew up. You know what I'm saying? And to me I just didn't identify with him at all. Like to me it was just like a rich guy, he's gonna get richer. Where it's like, again, to me, AI earned it. He, he put in the work. You know what I mean? He survived. And, and, and surviving does not get enough credit as it should. When we grow up in, the, in environments that are violent, people die every day, um, human life is, is worthless, just surviving that should be applauded. So to me, again, like I said, I, I had no time for Kobe Bryant. He was like, again, he was like the guy that just got it all. Of course he goes to the prime with Brandy. This guy got it all, you know. So I remember draft night specifically because that was the year I went to the Sixers camp. I went to the Sixers camp that summer for like a week and a half, and they gave us some sort of summer before. So for this upcoming draft year, they gave us passes to the draft night. So I went to draft night. It's in the Lea Corps Center. And I'm sorry, that, it was the Lea Corps back then? Yeah, it was the Lea Corps Center. And it's rocking. It's rocking. Because everybody knows the first pick is going to be AI. Like, we're getting AI. I'm, I'm going crazy. Like, I'm going crazy. I know him and Jerry Stackhouse. Our backcourt is going to be phenomenal. Like, we're going to be, we're going to, I thought there was going to be a championship team, hands down. So, first pick of the draft, Allen Iverson, 76ers. I'm like, yeah. Picks and picks go on. I'm noticing that Kobe's not getting picked. Now, it wasn't specifically on Kobe from the not get picked, but I did get a sense of, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Like, as more picks came, I was happy he didn't get picked. Like, yeah. Because it felt like for the first time, you know, the 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 the, the hood guy won, and then and the and, the, and the kid with the with the spoon, silver spoon law, like took a, not lost, but he he learned what it's not like to be number one. So he gets he gets he gets drafted to the Hornets, and then he gets draft traded to L.A. And at the time, again, I didn't. I knew LA had a good squad. They had Nick Van Exel. They had Eddie Jones. I liked Eddie Jones a lot back then. He's a Philly guy, and I uh, like Nick Van Exel. Nick Van Exel, 
And I just kind of was like, whatever. I'm all about my Sixers. So, first season, rookie season, Kobe plays not really a whole lot. AI, 30 points a game, rookie of the year, monster season. So, it's just a natural thing. If you're a Philly fan, LA is our is you know is our rivals. We hate LA. We hate LA. We hate LA. <coughs> it's, you know, this is just what it is. So I never got on the Kobe bandwagon. Stayed with my Sixers. Even when we went to the to, to even when we got to the finals and we're going against Kobe and Shaq. And we lost five, you know, we lost four one. I didn't care because it was just like we weren't supposed to be there, you know. Kobe had Shaq. You still, to me, Kobe is still trash. You went from, I looked at it like you went from a silver spoon to the to the Lakers. They give you Shaq. Come on, man. Anybody's gonna win a championship with Shaq again. The rich guy wins again. The privileged, the privileged guy wins again. So at this point, I really don't have any love for Kobe. I don't have any. I don't have any hate for him, but I just don't have any love for Kobe. So years go on. I'm still my team is my team. We lose AI. I'm still a Sixers fan. We got Andre Iguodala. I'm still a Sixers fan. All types of movement. I'm still a Sixers fan. I'm still not watching as he collects and collects and collects more rings. I'm seeing him win, but I'm not. Is it's not clicking. It's not clicking the greatness to me. So, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't until Kobe went down with the Achilles injury. And he was out a whole year. And then when he returned, they put out, he did like a special on Showtime, I believe. And it was like, Showed the whole, like basically like a movie, a documentary of him going through the rehab. So I watched it and I'm like, yo, this guy puts in the work, man. Like that's, immediately I was like, yo, this guy puts in the work. And you understand, when he, he caught the injury, he could have retired then. He had the rings, he had the, he had the money. He could have just said the hell with it and sat down and, 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 you know, and rehab regularly and not even worried about it. Watching this guy and watching this show special. And it's just like, he just wants it. He's talking and, and I, and he's talking about this Mamba mentality and he's talking about, you know, this whole, um, thing about pushing yourself. And he's talking about, Basically, that anything you want, you have to focus on it. You have to put in the work for it, and you have to be relentless. And anybody that knows me, I'm all about that. I'm all about your mind over matter. I'm all about your mind is the greatest instrument you have in the universe. And what your mind can conceive, the rest of you, what your mind can can conceive, the rest of you can create because your mind. It's, it can will you. And, and when I'm watching this documentary, he's willing himself. I mean, he's 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 in the gym. He's taking the shots. He's in the gym. Two, three in the morning. He's taking the shots. And it's not just he's trying to rehab. 
It's not that he's just trying to come back healthy. It's like he's it's like he's it's like he's he's mad. Like he's he's rehabbing mad. Like not not that he has the injury, but it's like y'all y'all. It's like he his mind they forgot that he's finished. It's almost like in their mind he's finished. He's thirty four. He's finished. This is the this injury takes you out. You're never gonna be the same again. And the way he and just the drive, the determination, and the way he just just you can just see it. And I'm watching this documentary. I watched it three times, and I just walked away feeling like, yo, this guy is more than what I thought. This guy doesn't get free rides. This guy doesn't get these things because he's giving it to him. This guy goes out and takes them. And the more I watched that documentary, the more I, the more I realized just how much my mindset and how his mindset, and we were we were more alike than not. And and it's just like no excuses. It's just it's just it's just it's just. And then later this year, he did another documentary. Last year, it's Ron Artest documentary, and Kobe's in it, and it's. This part where Ronald Tess's Meta World Peace and Kobe's like, hey, you know where you find peace at? The other side of war. You know what I mean? And it was just like, like click. Like he just, he just, and I was like, and it was just like those culminations of those things. After I watched the documentary, him coming back, dropping eight, like just, just the just the, the spirit. It's just like you cannot kill this guy. Like you cannot. Kill this guy. You cannot do anything with this guy because he's going to outwork you. He's going to outjump you. He's going to outplay you. He's going to outthink you. He's going to out everything you do because he wants it more. He wants to be great. And if anybody knows me, that's my whole mantra. I want to be great. And I'm. And, I'm, and the more and more I've been even, you know, over the last few years, listening to him talk because. At this point, he had me. I'm not going to lie. Kobe had me. You know what I mean? And I started paying attention to his interviews and what he was saying and his 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 demeanor. His demeanor was very simple. It's, I'm here. You're there. It's a goal of mine behind you. I'm going through you to get that goal. And, and, that, and to me, that was speaking my language. And... So I started, again, paying attention more to him. And then when he, you know, when he retired and he went into the space of being a creative, he put that same work, the same process, the same relentless relentlessness he put into basketball, he switched it and put into the creative process and he wins the Oscar. And, and I'm trying to tell you what that means. Like people, like, An Oscar is not something <laughs> that is easy to obtain. Don't let them fool you. You know, and to go from basketball in less than two, three years to winning an Oscar, that's an incredible feat. And I seen the interview where he says he wants to be even better at his second chance in life, which is creative movies, documentaries, than he was at basketball. And it's, again, he believes it took the same mentality. And, he, and that's how he addressed life. He addressed life with 
There's no obstacle too big. There's nothing too I can't obtain. It starts with me. I put the work in. I put the grind in, and it's mine. It's very simple, is it? But not everybody can do that. It takes discipline. It takes hard work. It takes a belief in yourself that most people don't have. And these are qualities and things that I see in myself that when I talk, people think I'm crazy. But I realized that when I be listening, when I was listening to Kobe then, and now since he's passed, I really went back and really took a deep dive in what he was saying. And Kobe is not for everybody. And most great people are that way. Great people are polarized. Great people are not the most popular. Great people are not the most beloved. But what great people are is undeniably great. And you can, you can strip everything away from them, but you cannot deny their greatness. So I've, de- I've developed over the last few years a super deep appreciation for Kobe. Far more than basketball, but just, again, the determination. Because he could have took the easy route out. He could have he could have sat back and he could have let Shaq play three, four more years in L.A. and just rolled at Shaq to get chips. And he didn't. He didn't even want Shaq there because he didn't want the stigma of it took him and Shaq to win a championship. See, that's warrior shit. That's gladiator shit. That's gladiator mentality. We don't when you when you when you are on a mindset of you have a goal and you want to be perceived, you want people to believe you're great. When you think of those terms, you want no help going to the mountain. You know why? Because that is part of your greatness. It's climbing the mountain with no help. Being great means you're willing to go and forge where most people would turn around. Being great means you stand in the eye of the storm, you look at the storm, and you carry on knowing that this storm has the power to destroy you. But you knowing that your mindset, your work ethic, your relentlessness, you have the power to weather the storm. And that is something you can't teach. That is something you can't give. That is God-given determination and willpower that's instilled, that's instilled in people, very few and even fewer who understands that. And as I learned, as I've been, been watching the last couple of days, I start to realize how blessed I was that I could see that in him because recognizing that in him means I have that same spirit. So now I get on to the point, at that point, I'm, again, I realize all these things. I then... take a step back and I look at Kobe's actual death, right? And I look at his age, he was a very young guy, young guy, young guy. Like, 41 is young. You know, and I'm in my, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in my 40s, I'm, I'm not, I'm in my 30s, but 41 is nothing. Like, 41 Look at it in terms of life. If Kobe worked at a store by the by the like the the legal limit for social security in America is 20 is 65. Kobe would if Kobe was a mailman, Kobe would have to work another 25 years just to retire. 
41 is young, and it just it just hit me like, okay, he's young. He died a young man. He died in a plane crash. Excuse me, a helicopter crash. Kobe took helicopters like people take cars. For years, he took a helicopter back and forth to, to, to practice. I remember being a, being a young boy. He had took the helicopter to uh, up in New York to the Rucker, and he just took helicopters. So I then I then think about Cage Forty One. He's doing something on a day that's just a regular day. It's nothing. He's not doing anything extraordinary. He's waking up. He's taking a helicopter to his daughter's game. His daughter's getting a helicopter. And she's 13, and they're going to the game. And it never dawned on Kobe, probably never dawned on Kobe, he was not going to make it to that game because he's took in the helicopter probably hundreds of times before. Not, not thousands. So then I started thinking about that, right? After I started thinking about legacy. So then I jump online, right? I start, I get on, I get on Facebook and everybody's, you know, just spewing condolences and saying things. It just seems like people are just saying things just to be the one, first one to say it or they're just saying things just to say things. And I started to get very upset. I started to get very upset when I went on Instagram, when I went on Twitter, when I went on Facebook. I was getting very upset. I was getting, I found myself getting, like, enraged with y'all, with the, with the audience, with people and I, you guys seem very stupid to me. Y'all just, you guys seem very dumb to me yesterday. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you why. It was like you guys were just posting somebody died just to post. And you guys weren't taking in the message of Kobe's death. And therein lies to me why he will forever, forever be, I guess for lack of better terms, he'll be like illuminated as like, as, as as a super legend. Aside from the, aside from the basketball to me the way he died was was almost even more even almost even more grand even more you know legendary status than his basketball because if you truly watched if you truly took the moment to understand what occurred when Kobe died Kobe was telling the world that tomorrow is not promised. Kobe's death was uh, was a was to me a tell-all documentary on was no, I apologize. It was a it was a shouting, it was a wake-up call, it was a screaming to the rest of us. This Thing we call life can be taken away in any second, millisecond, hour, week, month, day. There is no rhyme 
or reason to this. It simply is. And what furthermore stamped that thing onto me was the fact that his 13-year-old daughter also perished. Because 13, you're not even thinking about not having enough time. All you got is time at 13. That's all you got. You got time. You got time. And you got school. That's all you got. You got time in school. Because your whole life is in front of you. And even the and that's the part that I, I was looking for people to get. Kobe don't want us. Y'all are on these these lap these y'all are on these these sites and these platforms, you know, saying I guess I get it. It's it's with the way you grieve, and I shouldn't judge. But I couldn't help because I felt like y'all are treating this just like every other death. We somebody dies, we hop on, condolences, condolences, it's like that for two days, then we forget the person by the time their funeral comes. And this is not something you forget. This is 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 this the message of Kobe Bryant in the way he lived and died is you can't waste a second of this. You have to choose what you want to do, decide what you want in life, whatever it is. You have to give your complete all to it, and you have to go after it like there's no tomorrow because there's not. And that's how he attacked basketball, and that how, that's how he died. He died like as if there was no tomorrow because there wasn't one for him. A friend of mine said, well, we lost Nipsey. <clears throat> True, we did. I'm not gonna lie, although it was it was it was a, it was a it was impactful we lost Nipsey. When somebody dies to gun violence, there's a reason. We can say, hey, somebody killed them. Somebody wanted them gone. We love them, but somebody didn't love them enough and they took upon themselves to remove this person. But when somebody dies in a in an accident, especially a, 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 a helicopter or a plane, it's, it's no rhyme or reason. It, it's, it's really, if you believe in God, you have to really just say it's really God's plan. Because there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no, there's no justification. It's just something that is. So when that occurs, it's a bigger impact because he was living a day, going about his day as if it was just regular, normal, and average. And at that point, they closed the doors on him. And I think that's what hit me. That's what made the impact to me. That's what, to me, will stamp Kobe as a martyr, someone whose name will live forever. And then, I, as I again, I was doing research for, you know, just picking up a little anecdotes about him. Kobe loved to read stories about a Greek legend named Achilles, right? Achilles was the greatest warrior of all time, right? 
Achilles' only weakness in battle was his Achilles heel. So, other than that, he had no other weaknesses. Achilles' one goal in life was, if you know the story of Achilles, it's simple. The Spartans and the Greeks were going to war. The war that they were going they were going against Achilles as a Greek did not one did not care for the king and did not care about the war. But the war itself was was going to be thought of as the war to end all wars and anyone who was involved in this war their name will live on forever. So Achilles was given a choice. Either you stay home, you live a long life, but you live a life of just a regular life. You live a regular life, you're going to have a lot of kids, you're going to live to be an old man, and you're going to die at your kids at the foot of your bed very peacefully a long time from now. Or your other fortune is you leave, you go, you fight this war, where you're going to die, but your name will live on for thousands of years. And he chose to go. And you're probably like, well, what am I saying this to you? That's, Kobe read that, Kobe thought that way because that's what he wanted. Kobe wanted above all else to be great it's all he wanted to be it's all he ever wanted to be was just great he wanted to be known as the best and he wanted to be known as being great and he wanted to be known as someone who built himself and perfected himself to be just that and he would and and, and again if given the same choice he would take the same route if somebody, if, from what I've learned from Kobe Bryant today, is if he was to got a do-over, and they said you can either live how you lived for forty-one years, or you can live to be a hundred, but you'll live in obscurity. Kobe Bryant would still choose his fate because people like that, they can't. Death is not big enough for them. To crush their their legacy, death only is beginning of their their folklore. Because when you when he died, he died leaving an impact. He left a message for everyone else. One of the quotes he said was, "One of the biggest things to be is an inspiration to someone else, so that they would do better for themselves." He believed that. He believed the best thing to be was to inspiration to someone else to make someone else want to be their best self. And that's how he died. He died in such a way where it's, it's almost where you should feel like, how can I sit here right now and live this menial life when, they, when all, I don't know when they're going to take this away from me and I can go and at least be something I always wanted to be. Now, you may not meet that. You may ever meet that goal. But why not try to be great? Why not try to be your best self, your best version? Why not go for that? 
Because whatever you're going for is better than what you are right now. Because, like, again, if they take it, they could close the door at Kobe anytime. They close the door at anybody, any one of us anytime. And that is the message he's telling us. Put the work in. Decide what you want in life. Decide what you want to be and go get it. And I'm going to be honest with you. Kobe's death inspired me and touched me in such a way I've never even would have thought. I would never have thought that Kobe's death would affect me in such a positive way. And I pray that he was here. And I wish he I wish he didn't pass away. I wish he was here. I wish his daughter was here. I wish the other seven people on that plane was also alive. But his death has given me way more to think about, way more to push myself forward, way more to live for than him shooting the basketball. It was really a wake-up call to the world and let us know that, again, if, if, if Kobe Bryant could die in a helicopter accident, any one of us could die in any way, shape, or form at any moment. So why would I accept or why would I accept anything why would I be anything except be the best of what I can be, live my best life, be my best version, be my be the most accept. Whatever your heart's desires, why aren't you out getting your desires? And that's the message Kobe is telling us. That's he did not die for, for he didn't he did not die in vain. He died to show us that. Nothing is ever promised. Nothing is ever given. And you need to go wake up every morning and attack your life. Attack your life with such veracity that they have you have no choice but to bend the universe to give you what you want. Yet the universe has no choice but to bend and shape around a narrative that you create because you put the work in for yourself every day. And that is why Kobe would never be forgotten. Ever. I just wanted to, I just felt like me saying R.I.P. Kobe wasn't enough. I felt like the more and more I did a deep dive on his death and the more and more I did a deep dive on how his death affected me, and what I thought of his death, I felt it deserved its own episode. Um, I definitely, my heart goes out condolences to his family, the family of the pilot, the family of the, uh, I believe one of the, one of the people was uh, his daughter's teacher, another one was a friend, his daughter's teammates. My, my heart goes out to everyone Involved in suffering and families that were torn apart. And although Kobe was the biggest name on the plane, on the helicopter, you, the rest of the loved ones are never forgotten. I implore you all. I really implore you all. Implore, implore you, you, you all. Do not allow this man's death to go and not hit your soul. Do not allow 
his death to be a complete vain not allow him to die and all we do is a week from now we're taking down the banners we're taking down the the lights there's no more 24 second clocks there's no more of these horizons and do not allow this man's death to ever quiet Kobe's death should roar it should burn inside of you like 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 a hot Stove, Kobe. If you're not, if you're somewhere right now, and you're not living the life you want, you have you don't have the job you want. You don't have the. You're not in love. You're alone. Whatever it is you're lacking right now, at this point, if this podcast is touching your ears, you should take a page from Kobe Bryant, and you should wake up tomorrow. Thank God. You should go exactly 100 miles per hour at whatever goal you have and do not stop until you crush that goal. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do that every day for the rest of my life because I don't know when that is. We say the rest of your life. Kobe didn't get a rest of his life. We don't know when the rest of our life. We don't know when our life is over. But while you're here, you got to make an impact. You have to love. You have to laugh. And you have to also be your greatest self. Be great. Don't be... We're not... None of us are here to not be great. And that's what I learned. Kobe went 13th in the 1997 draft. There were 12 other people picked before him. He has more rings than all 12 of those people because he knew something that they didn't. It's not the skill of a man, it's the will of a man. It's not what you can do, it's what you're willing to do. If you, anything you put your heart and soul and work for it, it always bears fruit. Don't let anyone ever, ever lie to you. Anything you go hard at, you always win. So how dare we live? How dare we waste moments, hours, seconds, days doing nothing when he when he was given those if he was given more time, he would have done he would have been great. He would have he would have doubled down and whatever he planned on his second act, he would have put everything he had into being the best it could possibly be. So how dare we squander our minutes, seconds, hours, and days? Because Kobe would never squander his. Time is the biggest wealth. Time is the biggest, the greatest commodity. Time is the rarest thing we have on earth. It's not money. It's not gold. It's not even love. It's time. Because time is forever fleeting, and time never stops for no one. This is the Blaine K Podcast. Episode 2, Season 3, Kobe Bryant, we love you. Again, my heart and prayer goes out to your family. We love you, to your daughter. We love the other seven passengers. We, we pray for your souls. And may you rest in peace and live forever in our hearts.